episode of That's a Wrap, a Raptors podcast by fans for fans. This is Andreas after our super long hiatus, uh, ready for the Raptors season in 29 days, I believe. And with me, I've got the two J's. Hey, what's up? It's Jay Rosales. You can catch me at Rosalesaurus on Twitter. You can also catch our podcast at That's a Wrap Pod on Twitter. What's up, guys? My name is Jay Leung. I am Jay number two, and we're finally all back together, all three of us, after a month-long hiatus. How are you guys feeling? Well, I think I'm doing way better than Andreas. How are you doing, Andreas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sick, but I'm, I'm, I'm making it work. I'm, I'm trying to come back down to earth with all of this Raptors news and stuff because I've been out of the picture for a little bit, but um, I'm glad to see that everything was was perfectly fine in, in the hands of, of both of you, and everything still kept going. That's what I like to hear when when we have a, a player on the bench, we still keep the game going. But now we've got some interesting stuff coming ahead. Speaking of players, especially when it comes to Raptors land, we have prospects, we have rankings, we have afterthoughts. I mean, what's the agenda for today? Run it, run us through, Jay. Uh, well, yeah, we've got uh, some very interesting news coming out of Minnesota, of all places. Uh, Rumors are starting to swirl of uh, Jimmy Butler not being very happy of the direction of the T-Wolves, and we'll talk a little bit about how that affects our Raptors. Um, we've got some Maasai news. Uh, he's been uh, starting to do the, the rounds as, as the season is quickly approaching, and he's been uh, releasing some interesting little tidbits about, uh, about the Raptors and how the team has been progressing. And uh, finally, wow, this is... I don't think I've seen this before, but there's been an influx of rankings. I mean, it seems to be that time of the year where where all the sites are, are publishing their rankings. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's creating some interesting debate. Let's just say that. These are rankings of the top 100 players, uh, either of the last season or going in into the 2019 season with prospects. Uh, just as a clarification, there's been multiple ones from CBS, up. Marshallist from Sports Illustrated, I believe, and uh, ESPN was the other one, or uh, vice versa. It's uh, almost completed list because we are recording this on Tuesday night. It's a partial list for ESPN. They're they're down to the top thirty still oh, to be revealed. One. Yeah, yeah, and okay. Sports Illustrated released theirs uh, a couple days ago. So, yeah, quite a few uh, rankings to pick apart. I know you guys, uh, the listeners, haven't don't don't really see our and uh, you know screens because we're all recording and you can hear this. Uh, on your earphones, but you guys don't know that Jay did put the SI rankings and the ESPN rankings and the CBS rankings all in an Excel sheet, like an OG, and it's so awesome because he highlights all the Toronto Raptors of it, and it's and it's so organized, man. Jay, I don't I don't know I don't know how you do this. You hear that? You are OG. You're OG Ananobi. That's you. <laughs> Good job. Well, this is this is so much work. What we should have put is the two K ratings. That's what we should have done. <laughs> the top one hundred two. Hang on, let's try to look this up. <laughs> okay, oh, I know, right? See, and this is the other thing. Going OG with this and putting these rankings out, uh, I mean, listing them out in the spreadsheet, is because then I can play around with this. Well, when we, when we get to the rankings, I'll, I'll tell you what I've done with these with these uh, with the spreadsheet. But uh, I, I think we should kick off with uh, some Jimmy Buckets news. Yes, as a major Minnesota fan through the thick and thin, I became a massive fan when I was younger with Kevin Garnett, and I stuck through the the super weak year. So now that the T-Wolves have an established team, it 
breaks my heart a little bit that Jimmy Buckets wants to leave. But as a Raptors fan, I mean, this could be what it takes to not just get to the finals, but even win the whole damn thing. I mean, uh, so what's going on with Jimmy Buckets? I mean, I know, but like, tell us what's going on with Jimmy Buckets here. Like, why? Why does he want to get out of him immediately? He wasn't happy uh, playing alongside Cat and with Andrew Wiggins, the young guys, because uh, their work ethic, something like that, some locker room issues, even uh, someone like hmm, what was his name? Jamal Crawford, who who is no longer on the team, uh, they, he also said that it was just a poisonous uh, locker room. So I think after playing with so many years um, in Chicago with a really solid core, and now they're even trying to surround Jimmy Butler with the you know Minnesota Bulls, it, doesn't, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work well with him. And then all these rumors apparently swirling him around of just trade talks and him wanting to leave because he doesn't want to play with Cat, And it's kind of a mess right now. It's, all, it's almost like Kawhi's. The other problem is that Cat, or sorry, Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. is up for a contract extension, I believe, and he is not going to sign any until the Butler situation is resolved. So there's another layer oh. to this, right? So oh, the trickle down yeah. effect of, of of Jimmy Butler being, um, uh, I don't think he's ever actually come out and said that he wants out. But the fact that he has a quote-unquote expressed concern and is already trying to set up meetings, and I, and this is the thing, is I don't even know if it's him who's setting up the meetings, his agent, or or if it's Tom Thibodeau uh, who it is, but uh, meetings are happening, I believe it's today, uh, to discuss the future of Jimmy Buckets with the T-Wolves. He wants to get some sort of an idea of where this team is headed, and he needs uh, to feel a little bit better about where 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 their future lies so this is huge news um what, what do you guys think when, when you first heard this what, what were your thoughts in this year 2018 to 2019 he's going to make 18.7 million the next the following year 2019 2020 season he's going to make 19.8 million and then in 2020 he's going to be a unrestricted free agent in in my head i didn't never thought we were going to get Kawhi, to to be honest and why if the money works i don't see where we can kind of pull out the strings uh, to get Jimmy, but honestly, anything really could happen. Well, as a, again, as a Minnesota fan, uh, it's a little heartbreaking to hear all of this because I don't know how universal in the league all of this was, or if I was just seeing a lot of this because I follow Minnesota Timberwolves-related news, but there was like this big overhaul to give the team a new image, you know, 15 years without a playoff appearance, the longest in NBA history, uh, a new team logo, which is similar to a logo they already had, but flipped. I, I don't care. I still think it looks great, but a new color, a new color scheme, a new promise in, in, a, in a player like Carl Anthony Towns, who ended up becoming an all-star last year uh, in the 2017, uh, 2018 season. Um, just great promise. Obviously, they they secure Jimmy Butler. You you know you made a joke about uh, the Minnesota Bulls. That basically is what it was. A lot of the Bulls made their way over here, but that was what sparked a, fu- a fire under this team. And Andrew Wiggins, while not always consistent, very much so not consistent. Um, you know when he's on fire, when he's on fire. So to see this team that went from third in the league to like barely making the playoffs because of Jimmy Butler's absence and then seeing him go full on 
at the end of the season and, and the playoffs to try and save his team, so so to speak. There's a couple of things here where it's kind of sad. First off, you see Jimmy's determination as a player. Nobody's doubting that he's not a good player. That's never been part of the discussion. He's always been touted as, as a great player. Secondly, you obviously see that he does everything that, that he can to help secure his team through thick and thin, but you could also see what absence there is on a team like Minnesota when he's not there. And his his presence is, is greatly felt. Now, as again, as a Minnesota fan, this 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 hurts to see because here's a guy who clearly gave his everything to a team that we're now learning he's most likely unhappy with. And it's sad to hear that there is this toxicity in a team that's trying so hard. It it, it does make me sad because a lot of this does feel a lot like perhaps what the Raptors have been through many times before, except, uh, you know, we've pulled through it with, you know, decisions like uh, when Bosch left, we tried to find something in DeRozan and it worked. Um, when Carter left, we tried to find something in Bosch and it worked until he left. Like we've always had little glimmers of hope. So if Minnesota's glim- glimpse of hope in the form of Jimmy Butler is unhappy and he wants to make his way over here, we know he's going to be hungry. We know he's going to be determined. He's going to be grateful. As sad as it is for the other team, this is a Raptors podcast, and I've got to say, this could be damn good because this is a guy who's starving. This is a guy who's determined. And with a new big three, with all of its core members replaced outside of Kyle Lowry, we could actually win the whole thing. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, you're absolutely right. Jimmy Butler is... is uh, his whole career has been a fight. Uh, drafted 30th. Mm-hmm. When, when you're drafted that low, there's not much thought of you. Uh, his first year, he only played 42 games, never started a single game. He really worked his ass off to get where he's at. And to be surrounded by, uh, again, to your point, a very promising group, but a group that has at times exhibited some laziness, um, and that was well-documented throughout last year, um, you can understand his frustration. He's right in the middle of his prime. He's only 28. Um, this is when you know you you you're in your career arc. You you either make it or break it. Um, and I can see why you know. And and just to to clarify a portion that that Jason was saying about uh, his uh, his salary, it's uh, it's it's similar to Kawhi's in terms of. This upcoming season, it's guaranteed, and next year there's a player option. There's just an assumption, similar with Kawhi, that uh, he will opt out and forego that final year and be an unrestricted free agent. So that's the same situation for Butler. Um, so turning this back around and seeing how this benefits the Raptors, the trade chips that the Raptors have are still very plenty, and this is still a domino effect of the Kawhi Leonard trade. The fact that uh, Masai was only needed to have to give up Demar and Jakob Pertl, we still have a lot of tradable chips. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, looking at the salaries and how this might work, the obvious first thought is that Minnesota, and again, we're, we're absolutely speculating here, um, but it's hard not to speculate when there are some signs out there that uh, there could be uh, a partnership between Jimmy and the Raptors. Um, but a trade would look something in the form of uh, something that works for both teams, something that would have to include Ibaka, 
possibly Danny Green, probably and most likely DeLon Wright and a pick. Um, some other players would have to be included to make the salaries work, but that is the type of trade that would work out for Minnesota in terms of they would be saving uh, somewhere in the ballpark of $10 million in salary uh, in their cap. Uh, and then for Toronto, it'd be a way in which they can acquire who some people say are is the second best shooting guard in the league without having to sacrifice uh, either OG Anobi or Pascal Siakam. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, Jay? Jason, what do you think about See, all this? I just wanted yeah. to say two things. One is, Andreas, I like how the two players that we've mostly talked about is Kawhi and and Jimmy, and those are the two teams that you've also loved besides the Raptors, both San Antonio and Minnesota. So it's kind of funny how both of those, anybody you else you love, we're probably going to take their player. And second, <laughs> second is is I I kind of feel there's there's a couple of teams that I kind of connect with outside of the Raptors. Is one of them is Minnesota. One is because both uh, Sam Mitchell and Dwayne Casey uh, have ties mm-hmm. with them. Um, and yes. also, they b- before last season they wh- they did lose uh, the first round to the Rockets, but before last season they didn't make the playoffs since two thousand three two thousand four season. Yep, fifteen uh, years. Yeah, fifteen years from then, and they lost to to the Lakers in the conference finals. So that's a that is a drought if I had ever seen one. And now that they are pretty much back in the brink of going back into the playoffs, having, um, you know, they, they got the AFCs, but at least you can see kind of where they're going. The, and I think that's what Jimmy is, is probably asking or talking to Tibbs about. Like, he is in his prime. And, um, yeah, like, there is a lot of chips that we still have. I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't want to give up a, a Wright or, or Powell or even even our pick, but if we could possibly package like a green and a baka and a miles package it for a like a butler and uh and a jang and like a tyus jones like these these chips of course like boston or philadelphia who have a lot of first round second round picks we definitely do have some chips to play with yeah and you know you're bringing up uh rankings and stuff uh even though we had our cleveland matchup last year uh let's not forget that we were first in in the east and the wolves were were only eighth because of Butler's injury. They're, they were third or fourth, like battling in the high echelons of the West, which was stupidly stacked last year. They and got seen... and got better this offseason. Exactly. Like they haven't seen those kinds of numbers in decades almost. Like they finished forty seven wins, thirty five losses. That's like fourth in the Eastern Conference. And then and then but you it... count the the twenty plus games that Butler missed and yeah. They could have easily have finished off. Exactly. Third. So, yeah. if you're looking at a team that's hungry to keep going, despite the you know the sad, sadly the work ethic, and you have a, a guy who wants a team that won't that won't fail him. Uh, before all of this, actually, I don't remember who it might have been. Both of you actually, you were bringing up these 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 memes. I'll get you to to, to clarify what I'm talking about, but they are important. But clearly, Jimmy loves it here and has an interest here, and wants to play for a team that that gives him the effort that that he gives them so you know you've got a team that's looking for young talent wants to keep going and you've got a guy who wants to try for greatness so i don't know this looks very promising but uh 
what about those those memes about uh, oh yeah and i'm glad you <laughs> oh i I'm, I'm loving that you brought this up because i was going to bring this up so um butler has been quoted as saying that he's he's not so much a a big market guy so he doesn't necessarily you know have to go to a, a new york or an la or a um, having said that, he did play in Chicago back in June of last year, right after the the 2017 playoffs. He uh, Jimmy Butler was rumored to be recruiting Kyle to come to the Timberwolves. So um, really? obviously that didn't, about that. that yeah that didn't that didn't work out obviously, but it worked out for the Raptors because Kyle stayed. But there's obviously a a kinship there. I mean, they were teammates on USA Basketball, so they obviously uh, forge some sort of a friendship uh, and liking of playing with each other. In October of last year, on the night of a Minnesota-San Antonio game, uh, Kawhi pulled out, was uh, not going to play that evening because of an injury, and Jimmy Butler was quoted as saying that he was very bummed out that he couldn't play Kawhi because he his argument was that Kawhi is uh, one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, and he loves that kind of competition. So imagine having that kind of competition in practice every day, Mr. Butler. Uh, I've got one other thing to point out, and this is not directly related to Butler, but it still has an effect. Um, In June, so just a couple of months ago, the Raptors, as they were shuffling around their coaching staff, hired Adrian Griffin as the lead assistant to Nick Nurse's staff. Why is that important? Because Adrian Griffin has been credited with helping Butler in, improve his game. Adrian Griffin was has been part of Tim uh, Tom Thibodeau's staff in the past. So, um, yeah, so there are ties there with our current assistant coach and Jimmy Butler. So lots of uh, pieces are, are kind of there. We're not just speculating rappers picking up Butler just because, you know, we're, we're Raptor fanatics. There, there are some pieces here that... Uh, point to the fact that Butler could could find his way here. So I'm going to be optimistic and say that we do get Butler. And I'm thinking about the player that we're going to get and a player that we lost. So if you kind of think about it, offensively, I would say DeRozan is probably a little bit better um, offensively. Butler is really good off screens. and and But like DeRozan, if you give him a couple of dribbles, then his offensive game kind of staggers. But we're, what we are getting that DeRozan did not have is his is Butler's defense. Butler is great defensively. He, per uh, Louis Zatzman from Raptors Republic, he uh, had at least 3.5 deflections per game and 1.9 loose balls recovered. And that's really good if you have also alongside you a Kawhi Leonard, also alongside you with a Kyle Lowry. That's probably, if not the best three, the best big three in all, the Eastern Conference, at least, that would be an insane defensive line. Absolutely, and I like I called these memes earlier because a lot of these tweets or uh, article clippings were paired with reaction images by Raptors fans once the the pot started to be stirred with the whole Jimmy Butler news. So this isn't just us; this is something that the whole Twitter sphere has been noticing and is getting super hyped about. Which, uh, speaking of uh, hype, we got to resort. Back to the hype man himself, uh, Masai. With uh, what what new Masai news do we have out there? All right. Well, he he um, was actually featured on the Woj Pod, and 
to be honest, he didn't really say much, <laughs> honestly. He, uh, at least about the Kawhi Leonard trade. What he did preface was what he talked about on the presser when the news came down with the Kawhi Leonard trade. He basically did say that, you know, things kind of had to change. And it's kind of a lose-lose situation when it comes to trades or when it comes to players leaving your free agency especially when he's trying to build like a family environment and having to deal with the business it's kind of increasingly difficult for both parties uh, but in order to win a championship these kind of like risks have to be made so that's what he kind of emphasized on the Woj pod what he also uh, really emphasized was the Giants of Africa which he does every single year there is a charity fund I believe or some sort of um arrangement for Giants of Africa and Michael Grange uh, did ask him about you know how what he thinks about Kawhi and what he said was everything seems to me uh, he's determined and it seems to be right frame of mind uh, you will be hearing from him shortly I think there is a fire inside of him and we are all excited about that so I actually think the presser that was supposed to be scheduled for this Friday, the twenty first, is pushed back. I don't know when it is. I just don't. I just know that I don't think it is. It is this Friday anymore. But it's happening. It's getting eventually. closer. Eventually, yeah. And well, I mean, the season's only so many days away. We gotta. We gotta hear more about this. We gotta. It's gotta happen. <laughs> well, that's the thing because I think the uh, media day is. I think the twenty fourth, and then training camp starts on the twenty fifth. So something has to happen. But here's the thing, guys. Even if nothing happens, Kawhi is still a raptor. <laughs> like That's whether true. whether he says a single word or doesn't, he's a raptor. I don't, I don't care if I don't hear a single word out of him. Um, all I'm hearing from and this Masai interview is just the latest example of it. Everybody is gushing over him, gushing over his work ethic, how he has this fire in him, how he is all basketball. So I, I don't. I, I could care less if I, whether or not I hear a single word out of his mouth. Uh, I've seen various pictures that have uh, said more than anything that he could ever actually say. For example, uh, a recent picture of Kawhi with Kobe Bryant, of all people, and a handful of... Mamba. Yeah, and a handful of uh, Raptor assistant coaches working out. And might I add a Kawhi Leonard smile. And a smile. I saw teeth. Mm. Uh, another picture of... Uh, what, Jay, what, what did you retweet from, from the Raptors? Uh, it was like uh, oh my God. Kawhi's, they... Kawhi's hand. And... <laughs> I, there were so many tweets I wanted to tweet to uh, <laughs> to that post. I wanted to say, like, does anyone else hear I am Groot when I see that picture? <laughs> oh, my God. It's... It, all you see is just tree branches, and I don't know whose hand it is, but regardless, it looks like a child's hand. It's great. no, Jason. Jason, I wasn't thinking that at all. I was thinking we are Groot because this is a team. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And you know me; I love my numbers. So his his hand apparently measures eleven point two five inches across from thumb to pinky, and his that hand is, is fifth... a foot long. Sub. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's true. It literally is. A foot long sub. Yeah, that someone is someone retweeted that and also put the 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 alien from from that movie like covering <laughs> the man's face. It was like it's so true. Oh man, so good. Oh, hey, now, the whole point is we're so supposed good. to make this dude feel welcome. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, speaking of of numbers and all that, since we've got a lot, uh, maybe let's get into these power rankings. Which, speaking of which. 
I did it. I got the Raptors on on two K nineteen up. I got no, you did. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! (laughs) Yeah. So if we want to compare, let's 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 do it because we've got a number of lists which all came out around the same time. Were there always these lists? Um, Have I just been on? There's, you know what there is. Last year, uh, it was ESPN that did a rankings list. Now, whether or not Sports Illustrated did or CBS did, I don't know because they didn't. I don't know if uh, I just don't remember them or not, but I guess the reason why I'm remembering ESPN is a, because uh, uh, I know that they do it every year. So I've kind of been tracking it, but also B it made a lot of noise in Toronto because the big thing that everyone was talking about was how Chris Middleton was ranked higher than DeMar DeRozan. And that just became like a talking point. No way. Okay. I don't remember that. And that's all, I don't know, I, and this is, of course, in the dead of summer, and this is why these rankings come out now, it's to get you hyped for the upcoming season, but really, it's arbitrary, and they want you to talk about it, and this is exactly why we're being suckered into this, but it's happened again. I mean, uh, I mean, how about this? Why, why don't you go through, um, the, was it, you got the SI list up there, uh, Andreas? Oh, I got, I got the SI one. I got that. Yeah, SI I've got one. the 2K one as well but yeah let's hear let's say si first because okay. i i like it the most you go with let's, let's hear it so we're not going to go through the entire list of course um but what we will do is go through the raptors that are on the list so if we're going to start with the si at number 94 we got fred van vliet i don't know that's pretty cool this remember this guy was undrafted and he at one year later or two years later he led the best bench in the entire nba so people are taking notice of this guy. If you look at, if you compare it to other, let's say ESPN, you got Fred VanVleet at number seventy-four. People are recognizing this guy, and it's and it's great to see this guy's not even a starter. He played twenty to twenty-five minutes a game, and he led our bench. And it, it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic to see, you know, journalists and and other players recognizing how good Fred VanVleet is. Yeah, absolutely. And finishing third in. Uh... Six man of the year voting certainly helps that case, but Andreas, what's his uh, what's his two K rating? I want to know if that's uh, if it seems to jive with, with with these rankings because yeah, from seventy four on on ESPN to eighty five on CBS and as low as ninety four on, on Sports Illustrated, yeah, to to Jay's point, he's, he's getting recognized. His 2K rating actually isn't too bad. It's a 77, which for somebody of his oh, position, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And then if we look at the, if we go back to the rankings here, I mean, uh, he is, I mean, to put that in more, in, in a different perspective, he is above, at least on Sports Illustrated, he's above Dirk Nowitzki, Powell Gasol, <laughs> former Raptor Damari Carroll. <laughs> So yeah, he's not only is he getting recognized, he's he's actually sitting amongst some uh, pretty big names there. Yeah, let's get a let's get a run through of the rest of the uh, the Sports Illustrated list. All right, let's, let's see. see what else is coming. We got uh, at number seventy eight. We got Serge Ibaka, and I don't know. I'm indifferent because Serge was pretty, you know, invisible in the playoffs. Um, we all remember the first game versus uh, Washington in the first round he was pretty good but then he was invisible we didn't we didn't see him at all ever and then he was also benched in one of the games for for Cleveland well I guess everyone was and 78 is to be honest to me it's pretty high uh, honestly and 
as per ESPN, he's not even on the list. So for if we round it up with the um, the CBS, he's number ninety two. So SI have him pretty pretty favorably at number seventy eight. What do you guys think? Well, the whole ESPN list isn't out yet, so who knows? Maybe he's third for all. Oh, maybe. We know, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, before uh, before I continue, his two uh, K rating is actually a seventy nine. So just two points over Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though that uh, uh, who's surrounding him I, again. I'm looking at right, who's around his ranking and seventy eight on SI and right above. Demantis Sabonis. Now, I don't know if that's a slap in the face to Ibaka or if that's a sign that uh, SI seems to like where Sabonis is heading, but he's what? He's one year in the league and, and already considered to be an equal to Serge Ibaka. I don't yeah. know about that. That's pretty rough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's see. On SI, you got number at number 63, you got JV. Uh, this is pretty interesting too because. Again, you don't know if ESPN, uh, they haven't released number 30 to number one. So he could be number, I don't know, number 10. But so far, <laughs> he is not on ESPN's list. But on the CBS list, he is number 83. Right. Wow. And yeah, I was... his 2K rating is uh, 82. 82? Damn. That's pretty they're damn liking... high. They're liking him. Yeah. yeah. They're liking him a lot. And on SI, 63, that's above DeMarcus Cousins. No, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't think he's better than DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> no, like, look, DeMarcus Cousins is, is a punk when it comes to his technical fouls and stuff. But let's be honest, in terms of skill, I love JV. He's my itty-bitty baller, dude. But, like, come on now. Like, DeMarcus Cousins is the real deal. But, like, uh, at least they seem to think he's really good. So I don't know. Funny enough, ESPN has DeMarcus Cousins at 69. Yeah. There's no love after this uh, this injury. Crazy. That's true. But like to your point, JV is above likes of Aaron Gordon. He's above ranks of Dwight Howard, uh, Julius Randle, Andrew Wiggins. Like these are pretty big names. So JV at hovering around a fifty fifty uh, place mark. It's pretty good. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's keep going. Sports Illustrated number twenty three. We got Kawhi. Um, sorry, we got Kyle Lowry. Uh, ESPN again. I'm hoping he's in the top thirty. He's and definitely in the top thirty. For CBS, he's actually pretty high. Uh, pretty low. Low. Pretty yeah. low. He is at number thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but let's not forget that uh, at number thirty on the SI list, and this is a little weird. Demar Derozan is thirty, while Kyle Lowry is twenty-three. Oh no no no! Actually, that? actually, that that has been the case for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. even on ESPN. So uh, I really? think this is I think this is properly rated in terms of just if you were just to compare those two, um, Kyle Lowry does provide, in my opinion, more value than than Demar Derozan. I don't think that that's that has, uh, I that's not even really much of a date uh, debate in my mind. But yeah, um, team leader wise, Kyle Lowry has it in the bag. Well, for both players, uh, Kyle Lowry is a. 85 on 2k which i think is a little a little underwhelming i think he's a little bit better i agree than that yeah. uh, i agree De- yeah. demar Derozan for two-time uh starting all-star it's only an 89 also an a little underwhelming wait a second he's on 2k he's higher than kyle lowry first off he is yeah secondly neither player on the top eastern team of last year uh broke 90 
He just had to throw in that shade. <laughs> it's not the shade. I, I, I'm saying it's a, it's a, it's a disservice. I'm saying it's a misjustice. I'm saying that that doesn't make any sense. They should both at least be like a low ninety, if anything. You know. Right. Right. Whenever I see these rankings, I always like to see the comparison between Kyle Lowry and John Wall, just mainly because the amount of times we've had to face John Wall and the <laughs> adversity we've had to play against John him, Wall. and it does kind of seem. Uh, we're, they're pretty even. Kyle Lowry at number 23 and John Wall at number 24 for Sports Illustrated. But yep. when you look at the CBS ratings, ooh, you got Kyle Lowry at 37, John Wall at 22. Really? However, That's if we want to use the tiebreaker, ESPN has John Wall at 32. Kyle Lowry not listed yet, which guarantees mm. that he's in the top 30. True. So, True. in other words, Kyle Lowry is higher than John Wall in two of these three lists. Look at that DeRozan, who's a 39 on the... Uh on the SBN list. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, and again, this is where I'll reference why I put this in a spreadsheet. So I filtered the uh, the SI list just to see how many, which teams had the most players in the top 100. Two teams had six players. Do you want to guess who those two teams are? Uh, the Warriors and... I don't know because uh, the Cavs are broken up now, so I don't know. Oh, definitely not Cleveland. Definitely not Cleveland. But you're right about you're right about the Warriors. Okay. Well, uh, I have the answer in front of me, so I can't really say. <laughs> oh, off the top of my head, I'm just gonna guess the Lakers. The answer is Mr. Leung. Boston. Ah, oh, right. Of course. Am I right? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're okay, right. good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so five. So there, those two teams have have six players, and five teams have five players. The Raptors being one, uh, which I think is accurate. Uh, Utah is another. That's a little bit of a surprise. Houston. That's no surprise. Philadelphia. That's I guess not a surprise. And then finally Denver. So I think this is more of an indication of uh, the depth that these teams have. I mean, each of the names of the teams I've just listed are, are essentially what SI is saying are, are playoff ready, right? How many do the Lakers have? I mean, they, uh, for some three. reason, have lost all on here. It's just three, okay. Yeah, it's just LeBron, Lonzo, and Brandon Ingram. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised Kuzma's on uh, Kuzma was on one of the lists. I think he was on the CBS list. But I, I was just looking at Sports one, Illustrated. Uh, yes, but finally with the Sports Illustrated list, uh, we have one more Raptor, uh, obviously the newest one. Uh, where is he at, Jason? Kawhi, he is at number 12 on the Sports Illustrated list. I'm hoping he's at least top 10 in the ESPN list. Uh, because in the CBS list, he's actually number six, right behind James Harden and right in front of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, which I think his rankings are a little lower than usual, probably because of the injury and all of that. But, but um, let's let's take it up to number one. And by the way, his 2K rating is, I'm guessing because of this offseason that he's had, not his offseason, but his season, which was off. A 94, which is still quite excellent, but I, I feel that he's worth a little bit more than that. Uh, I got to say, there's a couple of things that bug me about this. Uh, about this, so Or actually, it's a little bit baffling. So Kawhi drops out of... Because he was, he was a top five, if not top three, yeah. you know, just a year ago. Uh, he drops to 12. And DeMarcus Cousins, who's also been out for a season drops all the way to 69 or 68 or whatever is it because of the extent of their injuries like 
are people are the experts or whatever thinking that you know cousin's injury is more i don't know threatening to his career to his you know playability or is his ranking like that because he's on the warriors and he's just not going to get a lot of playing time like i'm just a little bit baffled by that i think it's probably because um it's the adjustment they're both recovering on new teams respectively this is if i'm not mistaken demarcus cousins third team after the kings and the pelicans and this is only Kawhi's second team after the spurs obviously one of them is one of them has a ring and is an mvp of the finals the other one is a damn good center but is jumping to a team which look Kawhi's trying to get the greener pastures coming onto the Raptors, but we don't have four all-stars. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit of that as well. I'm guessing that his worth has decreased a little bit, but I'm sure after this season, well, actually, he's also not even going to be playing for the Warriors until like yeah. what, a couple months in. Exactly. Yeah, so there's so I guess that well. I guess you're right. That does add to why he's, uh, he's pretty low. I also have a kind of baffle the belt Kawhi versus Paul George ranking. So Paul yeah. George in the Sports Illustrated, he is ranked one above Kawhi at number 11. So why I'm kind of baffled at that is because if you're thinking about superstars that you know you play with, Paul George plays with arguably top five uh, player in the league at Russell Westbrook. And if you don't remember, Paul George got outplayed by Joe Ingles in the playoffs last year. <laughs> so... I'm not. I'm like no. No offense to Joe Ingles, but like I. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Kawhi could take Joe any time of day. So if you put him above Paul George, I'm not really too sure what he's shown. I. I don't know because Paul George is a great player, but I've got to say that the OKC year that he had, um, certainly wasn't highlight worthy. I mean, especially not in his career. I'm just saying, but. Um, before I do a, a quick rundown of the CPS list, uh, just out of interest, what's the top ten for the for the SI list? Just just for the listeners out there. So you got top ten. Uh, at ten, you got Jimmy Butts. You got Joel Embiid at number nine. CP Chris Paul at number eight. Russell Westbrook number seven. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo at six. The Brow at five. Uh, the Beard at four. Stephen Curry at three. Uh, KD at two, and of course uh, LeBron James at number one. So just in comparison with the CBS list, uh, I'll just do a quick rundown since we did a depth one with the uh, the SI list. Uh, Serge Ibaka is 92. Uh, Fred Van Fleet is higher at, at 85, which uh, I kind of agree with, to be honest. Um, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, or as Charles Barkley calls him, uh, Valanciunas, uh, is, <laughs> is at 83. Um, Kyle Lowry shoots up at 37. DeMar Rosen. Former Raptor is at 25. And uh, the top 10, because Kawhi's in it, so uh, is Joel Embiid at number 10. Uh, Chris Paul at 9. Westbrook at 8. Giannis Antetokounmpo at 7. Kawhi Leonard at 6. James Harden, the beard at 5. Steph Curry at 4. Uh, the Brow at 3, which is quite interesting, actually. Uh, KD at 2. And LeBron James, obviously, is at number 1. <laughs> So uh, between the two lists, especially the top 10, I've got to say the CBS one is looking a lot nicer. What do you think? The the, the, the 10 names are almost identical. Uh, it's just a little bit mixed up around there. Um, yes. I mean, the top five is essentially the same for both. Um, 
I guess that you're you're throwing darts at uh, Steph Curry, Harden, Davis interchanging between three, four, and five. Um, it's interesting that um, I think CBS is a little bit more accurate in having Kawhi a little bit higher and actually in the top ten. Um, I don't know. Harden though actually looks a little bit more accurate to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still I don't know. I need to see more from Embiid. I know he's in the top 10 in both, and he'll probably end up in the top 10 in ESPN. You don't trust the process? I, I need to see more. We've had, what, one good season. That's it. And he still hasn't and played a full year, either. Still hasn't. Which I guess you can turn around and say he's shown so much and still hasn't played a full season yet. But on the flip side, he hasn't played a full season. So I want to see this over you know, a longer stretch. I want to see this. I want to see him... Uh, for him to be in the top 10 already, I would have expected that he led the Sixers to the conference finals at least or something to that effect if, if you're only working off one year of data. You're being so, really harsh yeah. on the Shackton MVP. Come on now. <laughs> then where's JaVale McGee, man? <laughs> He's too good for the list. What are you talking about? Yeah, He's too good true. for the list. <laughs> he looks pretty good in purple and gold, to be honest. Oh, as a Laker, yeah. Well, I mean, from one great team to another, he's he's a good good hands. Javale McGee. You can't really just say his name normally. You got to scream it. But uh... he gets to get lobs from Rondo, Ball, and James, and even Stevenson. Like, oh my he's God. just going to be. It's going to be DeAndre Jordan light. He's gonna have like a ninety-four percent, like fucking <laughs> yeah, percentage. percentage. Like it's gonna be ridiculous. He's not gonna shoot anywhere near like 0.5 feet away from the bucket. And which, then we're gonna see him on next year's list. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, his two K rating is actually tied with Fred Van Fleet at seventy-seven. How interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing for him or a bad thing for Fred. Like, look, Javel McGee is is fine. He's not as bad as his, his uh, low light reels make him out to be. But just the same as Fred Van Fleet, this guy who averages a couple of points a game compared to Fred, that's a little questionable. Two K, come on. Touche, <laughs> touche. But yeah, no, touché, I, like like you, touche, two K. I like that. Like you said, Jay, these these lists are kind of ambiguous. Like. It's everybody has their own take who comes to like top 10 already. If you put, uh, you know, top 100 players, it's going to be a kind of a mismatch. So no one can really take this seriously. It's more of a fun thing to talk about. For, that's for damn sure. But, but at the end of like game 10, you're going to remove players. You're going to add some players. It's, it's up in the air. So, you know, you gotta have to take these with a grain of salt. We don't even know what ESPN is uh, thinking for number thirty to one. By all means, you could see Kawhi Leonard at number two. Like you, you out of LeBron James at number one, you really don't know. So you know, you you kind of look at these, you scoff at them, kind of like the two K ratings too. You just look at them, you're like, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, sure, these are fun, but they do come from a place of of effort. I mean, these are a hundred players out of how many hundreds of players in the league and it's obviously not just all all-stars because i mean you're getting uh all sorts of players down at the lower end obviously yeah, a lot of work was put into this and, and i could nitpick at, at a lot of things here but there there's uh i believe it is cbs's list that has way too many rookies on here i mean you, you need to show me something i don't want to see 
Marvin Bagley or Luka Doncic. Like I need to see them in the NBA first because you know we've seen we've the Raptors alone have drafted guys at number one who just didn't translate to the NBA. I'm not trying to pick on the Raptors and our former regime, but um, until you've played some NBA minutes, uh, I don't think you need to you qualify for a list like this. You don't agree with Lonzo Ball ranking one, ranking at 72 below Ricky Rubio, who went from scrub to, like, team leader? Like, you don't agree with that at all? <laughs> See, that? I'm, I told you, man, we're getting suckered in. We're talking about <laughs> We're this. talking about it. Shoot, thank God we see and, and- you didn't see like DeAndre Ayton on any of these lists. Then I would have been like, "That's it." That, DeAndre, no actually, he is. No, DeAndre. He's no, no, not 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 DeAndre Jordan. No, no, DeAndre, like number one pick overall. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's on the CBS list. No, he's not. And oh not only God. is he on the CBS list, he is number seventy-four above JV. Fred Bentley oh, and Serge Ibaka. Oh, I did not see that. That is crazy. This He's this kid hasn't touched the. Oh my god! Come yeah. on, CBS. You got you guys are you got to out of this. Oh, and it gets better too. He's not even the highest ranked rookie. Luka Doncic is at fifty nine. Like, come on, he. 59? There's no way. Fifty nine. So, like, if if the NBA were a giant fantasy league and you did a snake draft, he would be drafted. In the second round, like you'd be, you're essentially saying he is the he could be the second best player on an NBA team at this very moment. Bullshit. <laughs> and on that note, I think uh, that's a good way to close. Just uh, <laughs> tell us what you think some of your uh, fantasy rankings are or literal rankings are. If you agree with these lists or not, especially once the full ESPN list comes out. Who knows? We might be seeing some really weird stuff with the rest of the list. I mean, JaVel might make it. Who knows? He's improved. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at That's A Rap Pod. Yeah, we're almost down to the wire. We're almost at preseason. So, you're all excited? Oh, I can't wait. And, you know, by the time this, this pod is actually out, this episode, yes, the remainder of the ESPN list will be out. Well, who knows? Maybe by then we'll be talking a little bit more about Jimmy Butler. I hope so, because yeah. it was just a speculation with Kawhi too, right? So you never know. Yeah, man. And on that note, you can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. You, you can find us everywhere you can You listen to your podcast. Leave us reviews. Leave us comments. Leave us... Uh, you know, episode suggestions. We got some interviews coming up. We have some, even some fantasy talk maybe coming up. And obviously we have home opener coming up and goddamn, I'm excited, but yeah, man, uh, you can find me at jloan 20 uh, on Twitter. Um, Jay, where we can find you. Find me at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Uh, I am going to start contributing again to Raptors HQ. I promise and start hitting you guys with some Raptors news there. But uh, that's where you can catch me. But for now, that is a wrap. Thank you guys.